This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 816, Murphy's Bro Mayor Shane McFarland with us this morning on WGNS in studio. And how are you this morning? Great, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So what's what's new with the city? Everything's going well. So we're exciting going on? You know, I'm but you know, it's I can tell some dad jokes if you want me to Oh man. How many day how many uh month what month has twenty eight days? Uh, I don't know. It's February. No, they all have twenty eight days. That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Now everything's going Amazing. great. Amazing. Yeah, man, that was that. Was, I'm going to tell that all day. Yeah. So, no, things are going well. Um, we got some really good news over the last couple of weeks. The, you know, the council back um, at the beginning of of our fiscal year, which had been July, we budgeted for our sales tax the first quarter to be down 55. percent mm-hmm. um, You know, just not knowing what was uh, going to happen with sales during covid and um we thought we felt that was the the best thing to do is to conservatively figure you know here's what we're going to be down so i mean we cut it's almost 17 million out of our budget uh we put projects on hold and um so you know our staff has done a good job all the employees have done a good job the council has done a really good job on managing you know where we are to this point and um we got word at the uh, end of September uh, through our first quarter, so July, August, September, um, we were up 5.5% in our sales tax. So it was about a $7 million difference on what we had budgeted. Um, so the council's going through now, you know, looking at the priorities of some of the things that we had cut out. Um, you know, we didn't give employee raises, so that's a discussion we're having. Uh, there were several different, uh, we put a hiring freeze in place, you know, and. We're um, we're looking at uh, some police officers that we had you know we had um, had held off on. So there's a lot of different things that we're you know we're looking at. So let me get this right: the increase in the sales tax collections and everything was that actually an increase compared to last year, or was it just up over no, what you budgeted? No, for? we budgeted 55 percent to be down 55 percent compared to um, you know 2019 2020. And we actually were up five and a half percent from where we were in 2019, 2020. So we actually grew the sales tax from last year. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's a. Um, I was really surprised, you know. So, I, I, but I think it goes to to show that, uh, you know, people are are still still buying things. Um, so, it, I mean, it things seem to be going or going along. Now we we. Did uh, staff is recommending that we're figuring that our sales tax will stay flat for the rest of the year? You know, because the last thing we want to do is, you, you know, have a celebration and then say, well, let's let's figure that our sales tax is going to increase and it doesn't. So we're we're going to be conservative again on on where we figure our our funds are going to be. But you know, this allows us to look at road projects that we put on hold. This allows us we didn't borrow any money this year. Uh, now I t- will tell you we refinanced some of our variable debt we we um you know a, a past administration had had us in a hundred percent variable debt which means it's much like a 
a line of credit that you know it it adjusts with whatever the market's doing but we were able to refinance a significant portion of that variable rate debt for half of um, half of a, a, a excuse me one half point of interest so point you know 50 basis points so half of a percent uh, which we had never seen rates that low you know typically would be in in the twos you know 2.5 two percent but we we refinanced for half a percent now also I read I, I think it was you're looking at 140 million dollars in salary increases and pay raises and I guess uh, that- oh no 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 no, I mean our total budget is about 180 million dollars. So yeah, we so wouldn't that'd be way off. Yeah, that that we'd we'd be in trouble there, Scott. That'd be some big some big raises. But no, it's uh the, the total amount they haven't. Um, you know, we redid our pay our pay rate a couple of years ago for emergency service providers for our police police and fire. Um, you know, at at a time when two years ago really three years ago, we were losing, you know, police officers. And um, at that point, you know, the council stepped up and, and said, look, we don't want to lose our good police officers to other places. So, you know, we increased our salary of our police officers and also increased our salary of our, our first responders and, and firefighters. So that was able to help us do that. That was about a $2.5 million increase that we did two years ago. Um, you know, at a time like now, I mean, my, my opinion, we don't need to be le- losing our good emergency service providers i mean we want them to stay in murfreesboro because you know if we're if we're getting people that um are transferring from some other places we don't want you know other people's problems imported to us so we want to make sure that the people we know that have been here that you know work in our community that that know the people in our community that um you know we reward them for the job they do well just a few years ago i know we were losing some police officers you know, from the city of Murfreesboro to places like Mount Juliet, even because they were paying more in Mount Juliet for officers, even though it's a smaller town than us. Yeah, I mean that was a, you know, it's easier for a smaller department when you have less employees to be able to give those raises. Um, so, you know, that's one of the the things I can. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of the city council that you know they really stepped up and said we don't want to. Uh, we don't want to lose our emergency service providers, so you know um, that's something that we've really committed to. And you know, I also want to say dispatchers as well. I mean, our dispatchers. I, I told the city manager, you know, I, I want to make sure that when we see the pay scale of our dispatchers, that they're some of the highest paid in the state. Um, you know, they're the they're the people that are the front line. That you know, they're taking the calls. They're getting people and going in the right direction they're getting people um you know giving instructions so we want to make sure that that they're compensated as well about how big is our police department right now how many employees we have about 280 employees overall uh that's the largest department in the city we have 237 238 um fire professionals but uh it's a it's you know a lot of that's based on population you try to have a certain number of police officers for every um you know every thousand residents and that's one of the things we we've committed to so that 230-ish number right there is that the number of officers out there or is that just everybody at the police department that's everyone yeah so i mean you know that doesn't i want to say that we have roughly 220 230 uniformed officers and then you've got 60 you know 60 administrative staff and that's something that you know chief bowen has done a really good job that um you know we don't necessarily need to have a a licensed police officer who's doing data analysis you know we he's really looked at you know modernizing our our police department to make sure that you know if there's a civilian that can do the job um that we want to have that that ability to do that i mean as a matter of fact it was 
two weeks ago we had uh, Speaker Cameron Sexton came down and um, Representative Tim Rudd, uh, Representative Charlie Baum, uh, Representative Shane Reeves. We were able to take them through our uh, police headquarters and show them some of the state-of-the-art things that we're doing there. And, um, you know, I really would stack our our Murfreesboro Police Department and, and our Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue Department up against any department in the country. You know, our fire department uh, recently based on some of the investments that the city council had made um, over you know the, the past many years we we went to an iso rating of one um, there's very few fire um, fire and rescue departments in the country who have that uh, who have that that designation which saves in the city of murfreesboro that saves homeowners on on their um on their insurance their homeowners insurance and also saves businesses on their their insurance have you been able to see a drop yet in those who have homeowners insurance uh, uh, as far as you know how much did it go down how many percentage points were? i mean typically uh, based upon whatever your renewal and this is also based upon whatever your you know whoever your provider is i mean when we went to an iso rating of two um seven or eight years ago you know there was there was there were five percent you know as much as five percent deductions in your homeowner's insurance um now i don't know what the, the the one will take it down to but when during renewal you know i'd be interesting to see that. that that's a pretty significant drop then yeah i mean that's uh especially for, for businesses i mean you think about how much that a business pays for uh their homeowner's insurance and you know that's um that's something we're 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 definitely proud of then also on uh, well i guess it, it's finished now that's the new airport but new plans are still on the drawing board for mtsu to expand out there at the airport yeah we you know we built a uh, we we built a new fbo which is a flight based operation or a terminal uh, our our building that was out there was was built in the early 1950s and we had not done really much to it so you know the initial budget came in on that uh, terminal at, at almost $9 million. And uh, Gary Whitaker, we're really proud of the job that he did. He went through a design build and, you know, we were, um, we were under 5 million on that, on that building. So we saved over $4 million from what the initial budget was, which, you know, has allowed us to upgrade the parking around there. It's allowed us to upgrade our fuel tank area that they're getting ready to start on. And then, you know, recently the council just voted on uh, building a new hangar. Uh, we, we got over $2 million in grant money from the state. And so we're building a new hangar for Mike Jones Aviation, which is one of the um, world-renowned companies in, in refurbishing um, Navajo, a Piper plane, a Piper airplane, um, you know, based here in Murfreesboro, employs 20-plus people, and, um, you know, he's based at our airport. So that's something we're, we're excited about. So they refurbished these older planes and actually rebuild them and everything. I, d I didn't know we had that in town. Yeah, we've got uh, a, the, the make of the plane is called a Piper, but the specific model is called a Navajo. So it's a twin engine plane that he's, he's uh, I mean, known all over the world for refurbishing these planes. And uh, they're anywhere from the, you know, late 70s to the to the mid 80 uh, plane and uh, really cool. That That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And planes are not cheap. No, no, no. <laughs> That's that's something I, I can say I, through quarantine. I you know I I'm almost a pilot now, so I've oh, I've, wow. I've gone through getting my pilot's license. How long has that taken you to actually? I, I mean, did you have to sit in classes and then you start flying? Or yeah, what? I mean, there's a mixture of that, but you know you can do it at your own time. But I've been flying once a week for I don't know three or four months. Yeah, what what have you been flying? Uh, it's, it's funny. It's a 1974, which is when I was born. It's a 1974 Cessna 172. 
has it been brought up to date and everything? Oh, yeah. 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 All the planes, you know, now if it's an, you you have to go through a really stringent process every, every year called an annual, but yeah, it's, it's been a blast. I've really enjoyed it. Redo the interior of this thing or. Yeah, they're, they're all, I mean, it's, it's it's in better shape than I am. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty neat. And how many hours do you have, have to actually get of uh, flight time before you actually get your license? 40. And what are you at right now? I'm at, uh, 30 some odd hours so you're close yeah yeah so and, and you know i don't know if people know this or not but I, I think you can rent planes as well if you have your license and everything and x amount of hours on top of that but planes yeah, plane. can be rented yeah that's i rent a plane it's probably easier that way than actually keeping up with all the you know that's faa true. requirements of yeah. whatever you have to do to a plane lots of fun stuff it's really cool seeing murfreesboro from the air so it's uh cool fly you know I, I fly over the blackman area a lot so it's cool seeing you know all the all the things that are happening in that area then mtsu is leasing about twenty-two thousand square feet there at the airport and they have plans to actually add on i believe yeah you, you know mtsu is um we're, we're proud to have the partnership we have with them they're our largest fuel um fuel purchaser our largest fuel customer they have they're renting space in the new uh, the new terminal for a classroom space. They have the um, and they have the the area there where they've got their simulator. They've got you know their whole flight schools there. One of the top uh, aerospace programs and aviation programs in the country. So it's something we're um, we're proud that you know they're they're there at the airport with us. And the layout over there is quite different as far as the roads and everything compared to what it used to be. I, I know I, I pulled in I guess from this. Uh, sports comp side over there yeah and i was kind of turned around because it is a little different than the way it was yeah you know tdk um aviation built a new terminal that's or a flat based operation that's there and we were able to negotiate and help them with vanderbilt um so they have flight methods or their it's the life flight helicopter is based here in in murfreesboro and so it's almost like having a fire station it's open you know they're there 24 7 and um, you know, talking to the pilots there, um, they they said that the pilots all over Vanderbilt's network fight to come to Murfreesboro because the place is so nice and uh, it's just a good base for them. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland on the air with us this morning in studio. And uh, something else that I know happened, I guess, maybe it was during the whole quarantine thing, and, and that was the city of Murfreesboro was going to sell the county school's property for a future school, and that's where the city was going to put a park out around 840 in the Blackman area. Whatever became of all that? Yeah, you know, we bought that land back almost um, post-recession, at the end of the recession. And we, you know, we bought the land in the Blackman area at the interchange. Um, and so this other land, it's about 124 acres, 150 acres came up. And it was, you know, a great price for putting a park. But, you know, initially we had looked at doing a co-op campus where we would have um, an elementary school a fire station and then also integrate that with a with a park area and that's you know it had some low spots it had some drainage uh, issues but i mean that's great for a park i mean if you've been out to seagull you'll notice there's several depressions out at seagull or at barfield or those areas i mean that's really the type of land you want to find for a park um we were having a really tough time on finding land so we you know we bought that land to, to almost bank it um and the county approached the city asking if um if if you know the city would be interested in selling it and um the council never got involved i never got involved they were dealing with our staff members asking if you know we we were interested and 
you know, like anything, um, we're all county taxpayers. So, you know, we felt like if, I mean, the typical land right now that you can find in that area, you're looking anywhere between sixty to $100,000 an acre. I mean, it, the land prices are unreal. So I think we were selling that to them for twenty-eight or thirty thousand an acre, which is what we, you know, we had in it. Um, so you know, our opinion was, hey, if you know, if we save the save the county twenty or thirty thousand dollars an acre, then that saves everybody money. Um, but they did a drainage study, and you know, um, I think the county just approved fifteen hundred homes across the street um, this week, and and it just didn't work out. So I'm not sure what they're going to do, um, you know, overall on, on which direction they're going to head. We, you know, we don't really uh, are not involved in that, but it was just uh, something I don't think worked out or the, the school board or the county commission decided they didn't want to proceed with that. So the city still owns that property. Out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it going to become a park ever? You know, I think at some point, um, you know, I, I think, you know, we looked at the Burgess property across the street, but we, you know, we couldn't afford 570 acres or whatever that was. So that's when we bought the McDonald property there on 840. Um, our number came back on the Blackman Park at 41 or 42 million to build that park. And, you know, at the time we just said we can't afford to do that. I mean, that's a that's definitely a, a, a want, not a need. Um, but I mean, I, I can say that's one of the things over the six years of being mayor and, and eight years of being on council, you, you know, I feel like um, I, I definitely have regret that we haven't been able to get that West Park going, but I think we're all committed to, to getting something moving along. We're just trying to find the best and the most prudent way to do that. So when a park is actually built somewhere in that direction, is the Greenway going to actually connect to it? There's not plans in that Western area right now um, to to have the greenway go out there i mean right now we just finished the last leg um where you can literally go from from you know basically all of barfield all the way out to walter hill now um but you know there there is a plan for a network at some at some point to link you know smyrna to smyrna greenway to the murfreesboro greenway but there's not anything that we have right now that would would have that west uh, west side linking in the greenway Let's go ahead and take a phone call. Our number is 615-893-1450. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mayor Shane McFarland. Go ahead. You're on the air. All right. Good enough. All right. Here is a text message we got. It's asking in regards to uh, the ambulance service. It says here, in keeping with not losing our emergency responders, are we close to resolving the issue of losing paramedics at Rutherford County EMS if Murfreesboro Fire Department starts its own ambulance service. And I, they said in keeping with, so I guess that's yeah, I mean, what I think, we were talking about. I think about. this goes on to the conversation we've had really for the last five or six years on emergency service inside of Murfreesboro. Um, you know, we started um, basic life services with our fire and rescue department uh, almost 20 years ago, 18 years ago. And, and that's really where, you know, your, your fire department has transitioned into really the majority of calls that they have are all medical calls or first responder calls, um, you know, and, and having as many stations as we do with the ISO rating of, of one, that pretty much means our 90th percentile, we're going to respond to a call in, in five minutes or less, you know, in that, that time frame. So, you know, we, we've, it, it's no secret, we've had some um, challenges and opportunities that we're working through with Rutherford County uh, EMS to 
you know, improve not only dispatch, but in, improve um, how we handle those calls. So I think, you know, the council and, and, and me as well are, are committed to, to hopefully working that out. But, um, you know, Scott, at the, at the end of the day, and I've said this, um, and I've listened to all the interviews and, um, you know, I, I hate when things turn political because, you know, I think when things turn political at the end of the day, the resident is the one who loses. No one cares who shows up first to an emergency if that's a truck that has a thousand gallons of water on it nobody cares nobody cares what initials are on the truck that shows up when there's an emergency they just want that person to render aid it doesn't matter if they're wearing a rutherford county ems shirt if they're wearing a murfreesboro fire and rescue uh, department shirt or a, a, a sheriff rutherford county sheriff shirt it doesn't doesn't matter they just want aid aid rendered and i think that's you know the bottom line that we want to cut to that um we want to work to be able to make sure that you know whoever and and whatever can get there the quickest and can render the aid that needs to be rendered that's you know that's where it is because you know i've said this before if my child needs is in anaphylactic shock or you know my mom is having a heart attack it, it makes no difference to me who shows up I just want someone there, and I think that's what uh, our residents deserve. I mean, no one, um, I, I think, will dispute that, you know, most all of our fire trucks or service trucks, we are requiring that the people who are on their tr those trucks are either EMTs or, um, or paramedics. So, you know, if, if uh, someone out, on the south side of town if you know fire station six can get there the quickest um you know that's that's what we want to make sure and i you know i think ultimately i think rutherford county ems agrees with that I, you know i think um uh, the, the city council agrees with that we're just trying to get through to figure out how we do that some cities across the country actually have separate traffic officers who are, don't carry guns or anything like that and they just respond to minor fender bender accidents is that something that the city of murfreesboro would do in the future i mean would it save any money or anything no i mean i i, I don't think so uh you know my my number one concern not only is the safety of our residents and you see some of the things happening along around the country and you know i, I we're blessed that we've not had uh, some of those issues here in murfreesboro because you know our 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 ser emergency service providers and our police department are are top notch but you know i think a lot of those fender benders or you know traffic stops a, a lot of times that's when you put your your police officers in in danger and so I, I don't think i would ever be in a situation where i would want to put our police officers in a situation that they couldn't protect themselves so it's, it's probably not the best idea to let police go out there without guns yeah i mean i don't you know i wouldn't want someone to make a traffic stop whether that be an accident or, or what have you and you have you know maybe that was something that was going on that the police officer didn't know about that was illegal and you know they get themselves into a situation where they um where they couldn't protect themselves definitely so and again here in the city of murfreesboro about 220 or so uniformed officers yeah you know really uh, you know every department you if you've got a department of, i don't care if it's um a bank you know if you've got 220 employees there's some employees that are that are better than others i mean that's just the nature of the business 
but you really look at you know going even going back to ferguson missouri back when community policing came the buzzword you know chief chrisman and uh, commissioner jones you know a lot of the people that we've had in our leadership positions at our our police department they were preaching community policing you know 30 years ago and i think that's one of the reasons that you know you look at officers like bryant mitchell who you know he has relationships in the neighborhoods that he police and or he polices and that that really helps where people feel comfortable with him you know because i contend scott people want to live in safe communities i mean it doesn't matter if you live on the east side of murfreesboro the north the west the south people people want their communities to be safe and you know um if there's criminals in people's community those people don't want those criminals there and so having that relationship with our police officers in the community um that really helps on on having uh, having those issues uh taken care of how are crime numbers looking in the city of murfreesboro in other words are we seeing an increase in crime or is it just you know we're seeing I guess more arrests being made for whatever yeah. reason because of the population size. You know, I mean, you're you're having with an increase in population, you you clearly are going to have an have an increase in you know property theft and some of those things. But you know, I still contend, um, you know, Scott, our most dense population is basically a two mile area. If you were to draw a circle around MTSU, that's where our most dense population is. And when you look at shots fired, you look at those type of things, it's typically in that area. I mean, you really don't see on the west side of Murfreesboro or, you know, driving out 231 or, you know, 231 south or going, you know, 231 um, east 11. You just don't see those types of issues in, in those areas except for um, that area around MTSU. And that's something that, you know, in this uh, this new CIP, our capital improvement plan that we're talking about, you know, I've gone and met with what they're doing in Chattanooga. Um, you know, they implemented a, a, a virtual policing program called Shot Spotter that will uh, has sensors around, you know, areas when a shot goes is fired that it immediately triangulates where that that shot was fired. So our police officers can can find those areas. So, you know, there's things that we're really looking at to be uh, to be progressive to continue to make you know that area around mtsu uh, as safe as it possibly can be so are we getting some kind of computer program that will well we're, that? we're working on getting you know starting that discussion i mean i don't want to say that we're we're doing it right now but we're working on you know getting that discussion i mean typically what you're seeing and i tell parents this when they're coming to mtsu the issues in the apartments that we have around the university is where you have a common area and you have individual rooms off of that common area so you may have a 250 unit apartment complex but typically those all have individual leases so you don't just have 250 units you've got a thousand different leases and a thousand different people who are living there and in those units they may not know one another you know it may be scott uh, walker signed a lease and then you know xyz guy comes in from chattanooga or you know and you may not you may have a 30 year old person living in there with an 18 year old college student um and that's where we see our issues and you know we've implemented a a crime protection program for our apartments where you know these apartments can sign up to to go through a, a crime prevention area and they've they've helped with that so that's something we'll continue to work on but it, it's to me personally it doesn't make sense to mesh some of these people together 
and there's no way I'd put my kid in a apartment with four other people who they never met don't know I mean just no way you know you're you're preaching to the choir I mean I, I agree but the issue is because these these apartment complexes are off campus they legally through fair housing law cannot even though it may be called you know student apartments it may be called campus you know whatever I mean clearly is a student housing but because of fair housing laws with the federal government you can't tell someone hey you can't live here because it's if, if it were on campus, then, you know, that wouldn't be an issue. But we've had that discussion with those apartment complexes really just to say, you know, you can age restrict um, subdivisions in your mm-hmm. deed restrictions. So we, we've tried to do everything we can to say, you know, if your name of your complex has to do with students or campus or university, then it should be common sense that you don't want, you know, a 35 year old guy who comes here from another area that, you know, is up to no good to come in to be able to set up, you know, a drug a drug uh, outfit out of a out of a room. Now, are they also mixing males with females in these settings, or, or is that being done, or can they discriminate I, that way? No, I mean, I, I it's my understanding you can put whoever you want to in those. Wow. Yeah. Now, I mean, I think you probably could say, as a female, look, I don't I don't want to live with any other males. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that would make sense. But you know, you can't deny someone. The ability to to rent one of those rooms now i don't understand i mean i'm 46 and i'm sure as heck not going to rent an apartment with a bunch of 18 year olds um couldn't imagine anything worse <laughs> no so um anyway hey eddie smotherman just texted me so i want to say hey to eddie we uh eddie served on the council for a long time so we're uh it's it's, it's good to hear from you brother Right now, that time, 845. We got to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll take some more text and phone calls. 615-893-1450. October is Car Care Awareness Month, and First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna wants to give you 10% off for your fall tune-up. So stop by and make sure that heat is blowing hot and your air conditioning is not. That's 10% off for your fall tune-up at First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high around 80 degrees. Winds out of the southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. For tonight, mostly clear skies, a low near 56. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 47. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. Scams steal your money. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. Don't give your personal information to people you don't know, even if they say they're the police or anyone. 
get with First National Bank of Murfreesboro, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Now, a part of the Capstar Bank family, member FDIC. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high around 80 degrees. Winds out of the southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. For tonight, mostly clear skies, a low near 56. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 47. Good morning, traffic still looking pretty decent out here on 24 up by 840 Elmaville Road. Just a normal heavy traffic on 41 between Laverne and Smyrna. We've been in pretty good shape out here the last hour or so as far as interstate accidents causing problems. Check out the all-new Andre Chicken Sandwich now available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike in Nashville. It's worth a short drive. I'm Commander Chuck, your on-time traffic. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 847. Place to talk. You're tuned to WGNS. Murphy's Pro Mayor Shane McFarland on the air with us. Have a uh, text question here. It says, what is going to be built where they are uh, demolishing the housing on Academy Street? Demolishing the housing on Academy Street. Um... I don't know. I can find out. I mean, you know, we've got that area back where um, off of Highland and over by Manny Avenue where um, the the old Oakland um, air, housing area was over there. And, you know, the Murfreesboro housing is getting ready to start uh, new projects over there. But I'm not sure. It, I'll, I can find out. And where you're talking about is, is where now? Uh, behind Oakland Mansion. Okay, that's right. So that area behind Oakland Mansion, that one, that's still on go as far as yes, the housing. Yeah, Murfreesboro new housing. housing be you know, we're not Murfreesboro housing is doesn't uh, tip that we're not in charge of Murfreesboro housing, but that's uh, they. I know they are working on that. Thomas Rowe and his group have they already started tearing down some of those government housing? I don't think so. No, not yet. Some yeah, because it takes it, it takes a while to make sure that you you know you replace the people who are in those those units to make sure that you're not displacing anyone and there's quite a few back there yeah i'll say there's 70 units maybe is the total more than i thought then. yeah and are all of those duplexes yeah they are duplexes and triplexes so when you say 70 units is that you know just one of them counts as one unit correct yes one side is one unit the other side okay yeah and i don't i'm not sure that's the number but i've I, I think that's it. And the the pictures I saw of the housing that will be put in its place is similar to what I saw that they built in Nashville, Charlotte Pike area Correct. a couple of years ago. Yeah, really cool stuff. It, it looks more up to date. It looks it doesn't look like government housing really at all. Uh, in fact, all of downtown Murphy's, bro, you're seeing a lot more of those high rise type. Yeah, and, and and Eddie had just texted me that Murfreesboro. Um, housing authority has started tearing down those projects next to oakland so that is probably what they're talking about on academy this person just texted back they said that is what is being torn down so that is what i'm talking about yep so there you, there go. you go maybe eddie's texting us too i don't know i'm kidding so what what else is happening in downtown murphy's bro i know manny avenue has been one of those projects that's been ongoing for several years now um, and, and then you have a lot of other areas as well. Yeah, we're continuing sewer improvements, um, sidewalk improvements. You know, our street department was on Walnut the, um, the last last really three or four days adding sidewalks in areas where, you know, we would see people with wheelchairs next to Westbrook, um, Westbrook Towers. And so, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really important to make sure that you don't forget about, and, and you've heard me say this, and I think the council is – is really proven this um, 
you know this track record that we don't want although we've got a lot of cool stuff and new stuff you don't want to forget about your um, your older neighborhoods you know that's why we've done drainage drainage projects on leaf avenue that we've made sure in our downtown area that you know you look over really the last five or six years i would i would argue with you um that we haven't seen a transformation in the downtown area like we really have uh, over the last many years you know to look at the downtown real estate you look at you know the the new projects that are coming along and, and that what people are doing downtown on remodeling homes and uh, you know downtown has really become a very desirable place where people want to live and people want to raise their families and you know I've, I've been on the council for a long time and i can say it hasn't always been that way um so you know we're finding now where properties are being redeveloped that landlords are you know not necessarily saying that they're going to be slum lords anymore that they want to upgrade their properties and um that's something i think downtown you'll you'll see continue to happen you know some downtown areas you know for example knoxville tennessee they've got cobblestone streets in one area and the whole roadway is closed off so that people can walk out there yeah shop at the different vendors is that something that you see happening in murfreesboro someday you know i think you're going to see that uh, on the new project that um, the the development group is doing on the church property so there will be a center area there that's very similar to what is considered old town in in knoxville it won't be as big as what old town knoxville is but you know you never say never um i mean that was something that we really had talked about during covid one of the things i had wanted to push for is being able to shut down the inner circle uh, or the square on Sundays and um, asking our restaurants to do outdoor dining, you know, around the square. So I thought it'd be cool to be able to have our shops, you know, open things up and put put things outside. So that's something, you know, we're definitely going to look at. That would be pretty neat. In, in Seattle, for example, you've got this huge outdoor area, you know, with, with farmer's market type yeah. stores, businesses, then you have restaurants, all of that out there, uh, along with cobblestone roads. That that would be pretty yeah charleston you know ashley and i were in charleston for our for i think it was our 20th anniversary um or maybe been 15. we were a few years back but you know on sundays they shut down their main street and all of the um the vendors or you know the shops and and stores move everything outside for people just to shop and you know sit down and eat so you know you never never say never brings in a huge crowd as well Uh, what is it saint augustine has that too i think in addition to the fountain of youth being there they've, yeah. they've got the cobblestone streets and i need the fountain of youth oh good luck yeah no I, doubt i don't think it really works but <laughs> so what what else are we seeing downtown because this person is texted back and they said are there any more projects on the horizon for improving our downtown footprint and it says for example are developers looking at the green space on west main and front street or the old West Main Jail land, or the former Red Rose land, what's next? Yeah, I mean, I think the Red Rose land has been, had several discussions on things happening there. Um, you know, the, the old Wayne's Glass, I think that, um, or excuse me, Hamilton Glass, I think that property is sold. And, you know, right across the street, I don't know if you've been there, but the brass next to Florida Brothers, the you know, the Florida's also um, redeveloped Brasshorn Coffee Company. That is really cool. Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, I think the downtown area um, it will continue to develop. And, you're, you know, we did a, the new parking project and new streetscape enhancement and sidewalks on Lytle Street um, to be able to help with that. And, you know, I think the council and the city is committed to continuing to make sure that the downtown stays vibrant, that the downtown, um, 
you know, all of that increases. You're starting to see more development on Manny Avenue. Um, I, you know, I think South Manny has not developed or um, we've not seen that take off like what we would have hoped. A lot of that has to do with parking, you know. So I had made a comment a month or so ago at our um, at our council meeting that, you know, you can't look at this downtown area like you would look at the avenue. I mean, you've got to be able to have some leniency on your parking requirements because you you know like i have a building downtown and my building has 21 parking spots well that's still if you were to build a new building that's not enough parking spots um so you know but that's part of being downtown that's part of the you know the ambiance of being downtown and um so you know we're working on trying to find ways to handle all those things what about the project with what used to be First Methodist Church? When is that actually yeah. going to really it's, make some changes? It's it's moving along. So I mean that's one of the things they're they're progressing. I mean COVID slowed that down. Uh, you know once COVID slowed down financing on everything, but you know where they they bought the property. It's still moving along. They're making some changes uh, to their to their business plan. But yeah, it's it's moving along. I think you'll see construction this year. We'll try to fit in a phone call here. Good sure. morning. You're on well wrong late. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Uh, good morning. Uh, I have a question for Mayor McFarland. Sure. Uh, the city you know, has added a new addition to their greenway from uh, Barfield Road to the Wilderness Station. And there's a trailhead here on Barfield Road. And I live right in that area, right across from it. And I have talked to Parks a couple of times about uh, some kind of landscaping or something to soften that parking lot. Okay. And I, and I really hadn't gotten a decent answer from anybody about the best thing I've gotten as well. That's city property, but it sits in the county, and it's too much trouble for us to take care of. Uh, and I... And I kind of understand that the way, and the way it doesn't sound right to me, just because it sits in the county, the, the city's not interested in trying to make it look right. And uh, also was told that, like, uh, hey, if a commercial builder had wanted to do that, he would have been required to plant X amount of bushes, X amount of trees. But um, the city is exempt from their requirements. I didn't know that. More or less, do as I say, not as I do, kind of deal. I'll find out on that. I'll find out on that. But we're not, um, you know, we're not exempt from our own our own requirements. You'll see stuff come up to the city council all the time that you know. We now, I was told by a city official that was the fact. Yeah, and no, I mean, we spent on our fire station on um, station four. We spent almost a million dollars to comply with the gateway standards in that area. So, um, you know, we, we you'll hear our staff say routinely that, you know, we, we're not going to go out. As a matter of fact, I mean, we when we built our trailhead um, out in the Barfield area, we, you know, we had to spend a significant amount uh, for parking uh, because we, you know, we wanted to make sure that we, we did everything that, that uh, matched what we were supposed to. So I'll find out on that. And, uh, well, you, you've got plenty of parking. You've just got a slab of asphalt sitting out there with nothing to to soften it. Yeah, I'll, I'll find out. And, I was, and like I said, the best the best excuse I was given was, you know, it's there's no water there. We would have to bag it. It's just too much trouble. Yeah, I don't I don't know the answer, but I'll find out. 
I appreciate it. Okay. That is pretty much going to do it. Yeah, We're man. Out of time. But hey, it's thank always, you for joining us. Always a pleasure to be here. And uh, I, I guess, you know, if anybody has any more questions for you, they can call the City Hall. And yeah, or email smcfarland at murfreesboro.tn.gov. Be happy to, to respond and get you an answer. Sounds good. All well, right. We'll see you again soon. See you, bye. Time right now is 8.59. You're tuned to WGNS. A check on the weather and news comes your way in just a minute. Also a look at news around the country with CBS. CBS.